0: What's up Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Baggs. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams fall to 3-7 after a loss in New Orleans, plus some roster shakeups. Who is in and who is out? And later, the Rams take the show to the Midwest. We preview Rams at Chiefs. Before we get started, I did want to let you know that I do live in Colorado Springs. There was an event that happened earlier this week. If you would like to show any support, a link will be in the description below no matter where you are hearing me. Also wanted to let you know Ram Showcase does have merch and it is awesome. It does help the show out quite a bit when you do support in that way. If you are looking to support the show, that is the perfect way to do it. Instructions on how to order will be in the description below. We will also talk about that here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and hop into it. So the Rams did fall to the New Orleans Saints by a score of 27 to 20. It was a super unfortunate game. It was one of those games where we kind of entered it feeling like we should be able to win that one. And it just didn't happen. At no point did it really just feel like the Rams were 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 really getting it together. And, and, and the Saints just kind of, uh, they just seemed to to be a little bit more cohesive than than the Rams in this game. So here's just some notes that I took away from this matchup. Uh, against the New Orleans Saints in uh, what was that week 11 uh, for this game so uh, unfortunately the Rams hit with more injuries it just feels like that's such a constant right now of the Rams uh, losing guys uh, to injury especially on the offensive line we cannot seem to get away from that it's been all season we're down to like fifth string left tackle now or something like the, the way that this is all gone it's just it's it's been a little bit of a disaster we did lose ty and in this last game also a sean robinson goes down at about the same time we get the notifications on twitter that uh, that he was questionable to return right as and is getting carted off so it's just been a little bit of a story this season uh the rams are having a really hard time getting getting uh, staying healthy And uh, keeping guys out on the field, which is very unfortunate, very hard to win that way. Obviously, this is a test of your depth uh, and it doesn't look like the Rams are are uh, passing that test. Uh, But also, I mean, any team that sees this this many injuries, they're probably not going to be performing their best. You do tend to uh, keep it like you, you, you get your starting lineup and those are your guys. And then you have backups as like people who you hope can fill in if they need to. But when your offensive line gets decimated like the Rams, where we're bringing guys in that, you know, we're just kind of signing guys middle of the season and and they're playing now. Uh, that's obviously uh, not a recipe for uh, for any kind of cohesion on the offensive line. And you're obviously just going to have a hard time. Uh, this rap uh, isn't good. Bandwagon has uh, sure filled up. huh? And I've saved everybody a seat because uh, he did have I will say I got I got a credit. Taylor Rapp in in some sense. He did have a sweet PBU early in the game uh, in the end zone. That was awesome. Outside of that though, uh it's the same things that I've been seeing and I'm finally seeing it uh kind of come out from uh, from other sources not just myself. I don't feel so alone in my uh my uh, criticisms of Taylor Rapp anymore. So, uh again, I just wish that he would we he would have been better by this point of his career. I just really haven't seen that progression, so it could turn on at any time, at any moment. We could see Taylor Rapp just be super dope, but unfortunately, it has not happened yet. Uh, moving to the other side of the ball, the Rams' offense just—they just feel lethargic. There's just there's something about this this game plan. There's something about the way that everything is coming together that just it just doesn't feel good. It feels lethargic. It feels kind of rushed. Like we kind of seem like we're just trying to throw things together now it feels really sloppy. Everybody just feels out of sync. A lot of that is of course the injuries, uh, especially you lose your best player uh, on offense with Cooper cup and the, the mess that is the offensive line right now. So obviously there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but it's not, it's, it's not more, it's not coming together in, in any kind of nice way. Now Rams defense played really stout. Uh, but I will say the the lack of turnovers is officially becoming a problem. And Uh, we can talk about how awesome this defense is playing all we want to, but turnovers is a big part of that. And becoming a really, really good defense is where you get turnovers for your offense, where you're giving them the ball on like the 40, where they have a short field uh, to work with instead of always being so far back. Um, so I, I think it's an it is a problem that needs to to be uh kind of talked about a little bit more. I know we talk about this defense as being so awesome, but the lack of turnovers is a legitimate problem and Sure, they don't let up a bunch of yards, but the quarterbacks that we're losing to. Uh, clearly, we're not that sick. You know what I mean? Like uh, we just we just got smoked by Dalton uh, Colt McCoy also, you know, so some of these these uh, these these quarterbacks that are beating this Rams team. It's very difficult to me for me to talk this defense up so much uh, when we're losing guys to like like Colt McCoy and Andy Dalton. And uh, ultimately, just another day. Where it, at no point did it feel like the Rams were just gonna turn it on and get going and 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 get the ball moving? Um, I will say though that Bryce Perkins was a little bit of a breath of fresh air at the quarterback position. Uh, he seemed to bring a different, a, a different dynamic to the offense that we have not yet seen. And I, I kind of point to that one play uh, where he kind of he he comes in and. It was a first down play and it felt like the way that this season has gone, it felt like that would have been a loss of yards, but he turned it into a gain of four. So, I mean, you turn what, what is now a, a a second and six or what could have been a second and long, that kind of stuff is exactly what this team has been uh, needing. So Bryce Perkins uh, looks like we'll get the start again this week. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, not again, but he'll get the start this week. but. Uh, it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air to see him moving around and, and uh, doing doing Bryce Perkins things out there. So, uh, really excited to see what what he can do out there. You know, obviously I I always want QB one out there, but if uh, if he cannot go, uh, Perkins kind of has uh, my vote. Also, didn't hate what we saw from Cam Akers in this game. Uh, it also looked like Kyron Williams had a, a few moments where where he's he's got a little something there. So, I'm excited to see him keeps uh, keep on progressing uh, of course it is still very early in his career as far as actual on play uh, on field um playing experience it was nice to see tutu get another deep ball uh his stats are kind of hilarious <laughs> but uh if we could go ahead and see that a bunch of more times in a row that would be really cool because dude obviously has some wheels we have finally seen that speed that we were advertised uh but his career his career stats two receptions 116 yards and a touchdown so Hey, let's just keep those averages up, dude. Allen Robinson, he looked a lot more like I expected him to look as uh, like coming into the season, how I thought that Allen Robinson would look. But of course, now we lose cup. So he's kind of forced into a position. Uh, he did have that one drop, but that drop feels like a catch that Allen Robinson gets. So I'm not really holding it against him, especially as the way this whole season's gone. How am I if the, this whole year has gone this way, but I point to that one dropped pass like this is why <laughs> like that's a little over the top. So. Um, uh, Alan Robinson, though, he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of fitting in a little bit better as the season goes on. It's been a little bit of a slow burn, but I think he's doing all right now. Uh, Van Jefferson, he doesn't look like he's still fully back quite yet from that injury, but we got to give him at least the preseason, you know, a good three game, uh, little stretch here to to really get it going. But, uh, this is the time, Van. Uh, you really got to, we need to see it now. Um, otherwise, um, you know, like I'd hate to say that this injury maybe pushes his career back or anything like that, because it's way too early to say that. But um, yeah, we, it would be nice to start seeing a little bit more uh, pop out of uh, Van Jefferson um, coming into this uh, last stretch of the season. I will say this, uh, Matt gay. Uh, he is so solid for this team and he is just so consistent. So solid. So awesome. Um, I, I don't know It's there's something about Matt gay right now, it feels so automatic. And I realize that that is like the ultimate jinx that if I say, that Matt Gay is so solid, so automatic that just guarantees he's going to miss like his next 10. Right. But a miss from Matt Gay, that feels so out of place. Like it feels like that's the weird thing that's happened. Matt Gay missing a kick. You're like, well, dang, averages are going to get you, I guess. You know, it's like it, it feels like when he lines up for a kick, we're going to get those three points or that one point. It just feels good when Matt Gay is out there um, booting balls. So uh just wanted to throw that out there. So Matt Gay love. Uh, Greg Gaines, he notches two sacks, his first uh, multi-sack uh, game in his career. Um, very likely candidate to return next season and somebody that I would like to see uh, the Rams bring back uh, th- this next season. But we will worry about off season stuff when it is the off season So we'll kind of put a pin in that until later. And then also I wanted to mention, I'm liking Russ Yeast. I know he only had the one tackle, but I like the way he's flying around out there. I would not hate to see uh, a little bit of a yeast and Fuller combo in the back end. Of course, Fuller is still hurt right now. And uh, Nick Scott, uh, Brig Scott, uh, he, he's he's still the, he's still the man. So I, I, I'm definitely not not a fan of Nick Scott. I, I love Scott. So uh, no rush to get yeast and Fuller, like being a full time combo back there. But I would like to see uh, yeast get a little bit more um, more action. All right, let's go ahead and get into some news here. So the L.A. Rams released running back Daryl Henderson, and uh, this did come as a little bit of a surprise. But what does it ultimately mean? That's uh, that's really where we're looking now as we uh, keep our eyes forward. Uh, But it it figures that Cam Akers is going to get a pretty heavy workload for the rest of the season with Kyron Williams also getting his fair share of attempts as the season goes on. And if Cam Akers is better than Daryl Henderson, like the coaching staff probably thinks. And there's a lot of numbers that do tell us that Akers is better than Henderson, but not by necessarily a whole lot. But there is um, a little bit of a step there, statistically speaking. Uh, But then maybe this is a little bit of a vote of confidence for Cam Akers. Maybe this last game was like, all right, well, we saw a little bit more this week. Our averages definitely took a jump. So let's go ahead and move Hendo and, and roll with Akers. Um, then also, if Kyron Williams is a guy who's going to start participating heavy, then then why have Henderson just sit on the bench? He had two carries this week. You know, like why make him just sit there and watch a game? Just wave him and let him go somewhere else. And per his tweet where it just hit like the like, I don't, I don't I can't remember exactly what it was, but it looks like he he had wanted this. So, hey, good for him. And uh, hopefully he can go somewhere where he can have a bigger impact than he did uh, with the L.A. Rams. But. I would also guess that this is at least neutral, not a negative (laughs) for uh, running back Ronnie Rivers, who the coaching staff also seems to uh, seems to really like. So as we move forward, uh, our running backs are going to be Cam Akers. Uh, We're going to see a lot of Kyron Williams, I would assume. And Ronnie Rivers is still there as well, who has performed well when he's been called upon. The LA Rams also released linebacker Justin Hollins. Uh, this was a little bit of a surprise to me, considering that the Rams have uh, been a little bit thin at that position and not necessarily very productive at the position. Uh, and, and you're dealing with a starter there in Justin Hollins. So, is this? Uh, are we getting close to seeing a guy like Daniel Hardy come back? And uh, could this be a chance to kind of keep some eyes on some younger guys on the roster? And uh, kind of a quick sidebar here. I don't want to go off on a whole tangent, but... Uh, now sitting at three and seven, uh, going into a game against the chiefs, uh, which is going to be a very tough game, a very tough matchup. Uh, this is kind of a good spot to be in as far as, uh, now we can kind of keep our eyeballs on different players. And these games don't now become meaningless simply because the Rams likely won't make the playoffs. The meaning just changes of these games. So now we are able to kind of just take a little bit of a step back, uh, open up our own schematics a little bit and kind of take a peek inside and see what what is going on with the Rams now instead of always just looking at what our opponents doing that whole like quest per, for perfection can now kind of slow down uh as we as we just kind of shift our focus into not necessarily going towards the off season or going looking at next year yet uh but like what can we do in this game to make our own football team better and one of those things that I think that we could do in this game Going against the Kansas City Chiefs to make our team better is to kind of see what we've got, and we're going to see that with Bryce Perkins. We could also see this on the defensive side uh, with some different younger players getting some rotations in there. And you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of here for that. Um, we can kind of talk about that in a different setting. Uh, maybe I'll do a live stream sometime uh, soon. Uh, we can kind of talk about what I mean by all that. Uh, these games don't become meaningless; their meaning just changes now that our eyes aren't necessarily on Super Bowl uh, because that's unlikely not impossible but no, it's it's unlikely this year there's different things that we can pull meaning from these games with uh like the 2009 season uh, there, there were still meanings that we could pull from those games and no uh, it's not just super bowl it's uh steven jackson never won one james Laurinaitis never won one but that doesn't take away steven jackson's 10k plus rushing yards for the rams that doesn't mean that james Laurinaitis isn't the rams all-time leading tackler uh it doesn't take that stuff away so there's there's just different meaning that goes into it That's my little sidebar there, but getting back into it uh, with Justin Hollins being cut, is this maybe a little bit of a vote of confidence for Terrell Lewis, who I'll I'll be honest, who T. Lou is not necessarily playing poorly, but that does feel like he has some more that we have not yet seen. I feel like my, maybe it's my own personal expectations are a little too high on Terrell Lewis, but I think he's a very talented player. And I, I feel like there's more from him that we just haven't gotten yet. So maybe that's. Something that we will see uh now soon, and um is, is' just a position that the Rams maybe felt like they could open up elsewhere like is is that the case is uh is the is the Justin Hollins cut just uh just a way where we could fill in a position elsewhere and I kind of had in my notes here that the Rams might be uh looking to sign a temporary backup if Stafford and Wolford cannot play and then just before I started recording, we did get the news that the Rams did sign quarterback. Chase Cookus uh, to the practice squad. So practice squad means that they probably aren't entirely sure exactly uh, who will be available this week and who won't be. But it does feel like a very insurance based move. Um, it's good to get him into the building now. If we are going to need him, get his eyes and ears into the meeting rooms, uh, sitting right next to Bryce Perkins and and Matthew Stafford and and see what they're talking about, see what they're pointing out. And uh, just get him in the room, likely would not see the field uh, barring an injury, of course. But uh, it's uh, it's really good. You can't go into one game uh, like a game with just one quarterback. You can't go in with just Perkins at quarterback. We don't even have that emergency option in Johnny Hecker anymore. So obviously it makes sense. You bring in somebody who's played the quarterback position who, if absolutely needed in an emergency situation, you have a guy who we're not like sitting in a Broncos situation where we're throwing in a wide receiver. So that's kind of what this kind of this move means to me right now, especially because he was moved to the practice squad, although it is extremely easy to just pull him up on like Saturday this week, uh, which is honestly kind of what I'm expecting. We see Bryce Perkins is going to be taking first team reps. Wolford, I don't know if uh, if his neck injury is going to be good Stafford back into that concussion deal. Uh, so it makes sense to me that we'll see Perkins as as uh, QB one and then uh, Cookis as uh, QB two. I wanted to address this, uh, rumor as well that, uh, LA Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, will be retiring, uh, after this off season. So obviously we don't know this for sure. I got to preface this with that is, uh, that we don't know if this is what his plan is, anything like that. Uh, there was just some, some assumptions being made based on, uh, the comments of Kelly Stafford, his wife, um, and just the fact that he's dealing with injuries now again and he's he, he's missed a game already he's gonna miss another game so um it's it's one of those things where we're kind of just looking at it like oh okay people these guys are not immortal <laughs> like they're they're immortalized in the sense of they're historically like relevant in rams history uh as uh super bowl winners but uh that they are you know humans and this is ultimately just like a sack of meat um that falls apart eventually so uh, these are the rumors that have been being kind of kicked around that uh, it's very possible that Matthew Stafford does retire and the impact that this would have uh, well, this would be quite the twist in this current era of Rams football. I know that much uh, as this era has included two quarterbacks, but could it include a third? And that's obviously a very big question that would be very difficult to answer. We've seen two Super Bowl appearances from two different quarterbacks. Could we get a third if Stafford does retire is is that an option to get a third and then how would McVay react would he retire himself would he just be like all right I'm peacing out here or would he maybe sign another veteran it looks like there's going to be some options in in uh, the offseason as far as a veteran goes Uh, do the Rams look towards the draft that's a difficult position to be in considering the Rams uh, draft pick situation Uh, Do we go with a guy like Bryce Perkins? Is this really the first test of Bryce Perkins and the potential future of him being QB one of the L.A. Rams? That's very possible. Uh, But the Rams would be in quite the pickle trying to replace the most important position on the field with limited draft picks. If Bryce Perkins is not going to be the guy. So and I say that that with the limited draft picks, because it's, it's hard to draft a guy when you're picking so late. But it's also hard to try to package in picks as a trade currency to try to get a veteran if you're trying to trade him uh, away from a certain team, because obviously free agency in quarterbacks, that's that's a very rare situation. We don't see a lot of big name superstar quarterbacks hit free agency. We have seen it. um, Excuse me, but it is not the most common thing. So uh, so it would be it would be beneficial to the Rams to have more draft picks to kind of uh, navigate their way through finding their next quarterback if Bryce Perkins is not going to be that guy. But uh, McVay's route on replacement would, in my opinion, tell us quite a bit about uh, Sean McVay's future. I think that if he went just for another veteran, that would tell us that he's only got a few more years. Uh, but if he went and in, went into the draft, uh, maybe we kind of tried to move some things around. We we make some deals and we end up taking a guy in the draft. I think that that would kind of tell us that maybe we can have him for at least another four or five years. Uh, as he kind of sits with this quarterback and I mean, then you kind of have a cheap quarterback and then you can build around all that stuff. So that would kind of tell me that we could have him for another five years if we get another veteran, maybe two or three. Um, but uh, again, or Perkins, that doesn't really tell us anything is about his longevity. But if I was Sean McVay, me personally, if Sheriff Joe bags was Sean McVay, I would absolutely retire after this year and go to the booth because, hey, you're making more money and it's far less stressful. But that's also from the brain of Sheriff Joe Baggs, who loves doing media stuff. So my opinion is ultimately irrelevant because I don't know if Sean McVay wants to really go to the booth right now or if he likes football so much that he wants to just continue coaching. So obviously, my perspective is decently irrelevant on this uh, topic. Um, And then also, you got to look at the roster of uh, what would that shake up as far as the roster goes if Stafford did retire? Would Aaron Donald follow? would havenstein follow what what else would happen on this rams roster if matthew stafford were to leave either way we know that uh there would be uh, quite a twist in uh, in this rams era and would maybe not necessarily be uh, the best situation uh as far as uh finding a replacement and getting it back on track uh considering the way that this season has been going so right now uh, we do have a, we have two roster spots currently available. Uh, I'm just going to do some refreshing here to make sure that while I'm talking, we're not signing anybody. Um, but it uh, looks, looks like uh, no moves at this moment. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to leave myself a window because I will be leaving for work here soon. And uh, if there are any Ram signings, we will put that in right now. So either welcome back or... Or how about that awkward silence real quick? Um, but uh did want to let you know before we move on, the Ram Showcase does officially have T-shirts and they are awesome. Special shout out to AJ with All Pro Sports helping us out with these. Uh, and they absolutely, they came out so sick. They are super soft. They are super comfy and they are the perfect thing to rock while you're running errands around your city on a Saturday or a Friday afternoon or something like that. The perfect situation. It does help out the show a ton. If you if something that you are interested in doing is helping out Ram Showcase and uh, just being a little just just a, just a little a little happiness pump there, <laughs> then uh then the Ram Showcase t-shirts is the perfect way to do that. Uh it does mean uh quite a bit to me. So, uh you can email AJ directly aj.rsgear@gmail.com. Uh you can also find that uh, email in the description below no matter where you are hearing me whether that is YouTube or the audio only version. Uh, Or if uh, you are struggling to find that, follow Ram Showcase on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can find that information there as well, at Ram Showcase, just about everywhere. And then uh, on the other side, uh, we've got uh, our game preview, Ram's taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, so don't move. Welcome back to Ram Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Baggs. The Los Angeles Rams head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs on Sunday. This game kicks off at 1.25 p.m. L.A. time. Uh game will be shown on Fox. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson will be on the call. We get Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi on the sideline. This game, of course, taking place at Arrowhead Stadium. We do get a pretty decent area for this game, as it is the game of the week. We'll put up the distribution map here. Uh, but I will say a good chunk of America does get to see this game. Uh, if you are hearing audio only version, uh, Ram Showcase on Facebook is where you can find that distribution map as well. There's also other Twitter people that uh, that do post it. Uh, but the other game is going to be the Niners and the Saints. So uh, there's uh, kind of just some pockets of of those teams where uh, those games will be shown. So ultimately, this is uh, kind of an interesting story for this game, uh, and it feels pretty simple. the The Rams are underperforming. They're beat up. They travel to a a known very loud venue in Arrowhead in what will be an almost primetime game locally uh, for those fans and what will be the team's first appearance in any kind of cold weather this year. Not crazy cold. We're looking at 40s and by the time the sun drops could drop into the high 30s, but it is the first time this season the Rams have experienced any of that and at the uh, end on top of all of that, the Rams also meet the buzzsaw that is the Kansas City Chiefs. So obviously a pretty tough game. This isn't this is one of those like the games aren't played on paper games, though, because while the Rams are probably not going to win this game, I'll be real, they're probably not going to win this game. That's not already, that's not guaranteed. A loss isn't guaranteed to the Rams just because the Chiefs are a good team. All right. So, yeah, it would be a surprise to see the Rams win in Kansas City against this team. But it is not not impossible. Games are not played on paper. Who plays quarterback, of course, will change a lot about uh, how this game goes. And if Stafford is available, obviously, I would like to see Stafford. But if not, I do uh, think that Perkins will be getting the start. It does appear that Perkins will be getting the start. He is getting all the first team reps this week in practice. Uh, So. It's time uh, to 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 feel a little perky as uh, we head into this game, and hopefully that brings a different dynamic. And you know what? That It's hard to get game tape on a guy like Perkins when the bulk of what you have is preseason. So maybe that helps us in some capacity. Spagnuolo maybe doesn't have all the eyeballs that he would want on the Rams offense uh, under Bryce Perkins uh, simply because he just doesn't have a lot of play experience. Of course, we did see him last week, but. Uh, it was a pretty limited time as uh, Stafford did get the start in that game. Perkins uh, just wrapped it up. So we'll also see some changes in the ground game. We'll see how that impacts the distribution of the carries uh, as we see a worklift lift uh, workload shift come away from Daryl Henderson, who, of course, only did have two carries last week. But uh, we'll see a little bit of a shift there as as it kind of settles into what the Rams are trying to do on the ground, which we don't really know what the Rams are trying to do in some more situations than just the run, the run game. but Uh, I would expect that Akers is going to be the number one guy and he's going to get the bulk of the carries. But I think that Kyrie Williams would be right behind him as far as the distribution uh, of those carries go. Van Jefferson, he's also getting a little bit more comfortable with each game. Uh, Maybe he or Allen Robinson, maybe this is the game they absolutely pop in. The defense has been playing really, really well, and this is a great test to see exactly how well they can play. And it feels like if the Rams win this game, it's because the defense made a lot of plays we've talked about it plenty of times that the defense has had a really hard time getting turnovers, very hard time getting turnovers since the end of week two has only gotten one turnover. So I think that it's you almost fall into a point where it's like, well. It's got to it's got to accidentally happen soon, right? Like, you know, it's obviously a hard team a hard team to get turnovers against in the Kansas City Chiefs. They do a good job of holding on to the football. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a, is a very talented player, but we're also dealing with NFL players on our football team and uh, it doesn't make it impossible just because those guys are really good. So uh, this could be the day that we see a guy like Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, or Aaron Donald, our superstars step up and make those plays against their superstars. Uh, but we already know uh, they're super, like we know Patrick Mahomes is awesome at football. We know that we, we all are aware that Patrick Mahomes is awesome, but he's also human and he's not invincible. So uh, it is possible maybe he's has he's maybe he's got a bad day and the Rams defense absolutely shuts down the Chiefs. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm saying it's not impossible that that happens. Like it's the odds that the Rams win this game, low. We're like 14 and a half point dogs. It's which is insane to me. It's probably it's gotta be the biggest spread under McVeigh, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that the Rams cannot win this game. It's not physically impossible for the Rams to win this game. So that's kind of how I'm holding on to it. Is um, it's it's gonna. I would be shocked. It would be awesome. I would talk a lot of trash. My boss is a Chiefs fan, so I would be talking all of the trash. But um, it's it's just one of those games where it's. Well, let's just sit back and see what happens. I guess is kind of how I'm I'm feeling on this one. Let's take a look at uh, former players on each side, or and or coaches. Uh, so we got uh, for the Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, of course, was the Rams head coach uh, for one of the worst years that I've ever experienced in my whole life. Uh, But he was part of that Uh, linebacker coach, Brendan Daly. He was the Rams defensive line coach while coaching under spags for the Rams and outside linebacker coach Ken Frejole. He has, uh, he was the defensive coordinator uh, for the Rams under spags. And then uh, for the Rams, former chiefs, uh, we've just got linebacker Christian Roseboom who spent a little bit of time with the chiefs after being waived by the Rams last year. And then uh, he did return Uh, also some cool stuff. The last minute trade edition of Kadarius, Tony, Uh, He did play at Florida with both wide receivers, Van Jefferson and Brandon Powell of the L.A. Rams and three of the offensive linemen for the 2017 OU team will be playing in this game. Bobby Evans, Creed Humphrey and Orlando Brown Jr. Humphrey was the uh, the freshman when uh, Evans and Orlando Brown were juniors on that OU team. The history of this matchup, the Chiefs do lead the all time series seven and five. The most recent game between these two was absolute chaos it started uh, i wanted to kind of tell a story tell a brief story about that game because it was such madness and it was so much fun to watch uh it was obviously a great year for the rams going on to the super bowl winning the nfc and all that uh but this this week in particular was kind of uh it kind of it it definitely will stand out forever (laughs) for so many different reasons so first of all it started with the rams in my hometown in Colorado Springs, practicing for the whole week. They stayed at the Broadmoor Hotel. They practiced at the Air Force Academy and it was awesome. I got to meet Miles Simmons. If I can find the photo, I'll put it up for you. Um, but cause that was, that was awesome stuff. Uh, he came, he came by and, uh, and, and, and found me and, uh, got, got to shake his hand and stuff like that. It was pretty cool stuff. They gave me a beanie and like a pin. And stuff. It was, it was really cool. Um, uh, but then, uh, the game in, uh, Mexico, they have a a field condition issue, as a Shakira concert happened the night before, and absolutely ripped up the field. And the NFL decided it was not safe for that game to happen. So a quick scramble on uh, relocating this game moves it back to Los Angeles. Well, not back, uh, but to Los Angeles to be played at the Coliseum. Of course, this was a color rush game for the Rams as well, wearing that yellow, which is my all-time favorite. Yellow on yellows a little bit much. Uh, yellow on blue would be so crispy, but. Um, It's not necessarily relevant. I just love those jerseys. And then uh, it was just like, it was such a crazy week for California because it almost worked out that the Rams weren't going to be there because of all the fires that were going on at that time. And I I feel like this is a part that's forgotten about this, this time and this week was that the fires and everything was absolute madness. So there was a lot of donation stuff going on for this game and the game moving back so quickly uh, being moved from Mexico to uh, back to California. A lot of the proceeds went to helping out the firefighters locally and stuff. So I thought that that was really cool. And then the game happened. It was 54 to 51 the first time and the only time that an NFL team has scored 50 or more points and lost. You're welcome, Chiefs. And uh, it was just absolute madness. But it was not just like, obviously, you see that score. And some people were like, well, that was just bad defense wrong there was three defensive touchdowns in this game it was just points being scored and it was so much fun to watch it was exhausting i will say that like by the end of this week uh, especially the week that it was because like me and my friend we went out to uh to like watch the the rams land at the colorado springs airport and stuff like that so like that's where our week started it was just madness that whole, whole entire time but it was so much fun wouldn't take back a single second of it it was uh so much fun the only thing that I would change is trying harder to find Rams players because they were like going to Walmart and stuff, and it was like, "dang it, like I, how did I miss that? You know, so that's the only thing that I would change, but either way, that game was absolute madness that week was absolute madness, that was the most recent game between these two uh, and uh the Rams of course, won the most recent game, uh having it be that crazy game, but the Chiefs had won six straight before that uh with the Rams uh second most recent win of. So this uh, this 2018 win, the time that the Rams won against the Chiefs before that, 1994. Sheriff Joe Baggs was just three years old. And uh, it was one of two times that the Rams shut out the Chiefs with a score of 16-0. to uh, The other time being in 1985. First ever game between these two came on September 16th of 1973. That was a 23-13 to win for the Rams. And the Rams would go on to win the next two before the Chiefs would get their first win over the Rams in 1991 that actually did happen in november so i was about four months old so i had four months of my life where i had never i had not seen a world where the chiefs had beaten the rams and then of course four months in it did end up happening take a peek at the matchup of this game so uh, we'll take a look at the rams offense versus the chiefs defense the rams offense Still struggling to get the, the ball moving, ranking 29th, going against the 23rd defense. The Chiefs are not necessarily known for their defense, but with an offense like they have, it's not where your money is made. Uh, against the past, the the Chiefs are 26th. The Rams are ranking 20th right now. The Rams uh, on the ground spiking up this average. I absolutely love to see it. 31st in the NFL now, but going against the 5th ranked run defense in the Chiefs. And points being scored. Rams still under seventeen. And that's 29th. And uh, the Chiefs giving up a little over 23, which is tied for 20th. So, again, the Chiefs are not making their money on defense. But when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side, that's not where your money's made anyway. So, it's fine. Uh, and as long as you're still giving up 23.3, um, it you, you got to feel good that Mahomes is probably going to put up a few more than that. So, that's where you get a, a record like the Chiefs do have, where they have not lost very often. But if Perkins. If starting, which uh, does feel it has not been stated as far as fact of like Bryce Perkins is getting the start this week, but all signs are pointing to it. So we're going to go ahead and kind of uh, assume that, uh, you know what they say when you assume you're a jerk. And so we're going to go ahead and assume that uh, Perkins is going to get the start. And I think that this is beneficial to the Rams for a few different reasons. I think he brings obviously a different dynamic than Matthew Stafford brings to the offense, With that mobility and turning in that like that play that we talked about, uh, turns in a play that felt like it was going to be a loss into a four yard gain. So instead of second and long, we're dealing with second and six. That is a massive difference and something that Bryce Perkins does bring to the table. And also, I don't, I think that he's bringing something to the table that Wolford doesn't. And it's kind of like an intangible thing that we can't quantify. Uh, I just, I, I, there's something about the energy of Perkins that I just prefer over Wolford. The Rams offensive line absolutely getting torched again, and we'll see another different starting lineup. It looks like Bobby Evans could be playing left tackle now Um, back to left. It's been all over the place. It's been an absolute mess of an offensive line all season. And I will say I, I feel really confident saying that this was the, the, the injuries that the Rams have seen on the offensive line are basically the cause for most of this. Uh, most of this season and most of this, this struggle, like, you don't understand how, how much, how important an offensive line is to you until yours gets beat up. Like the Rams were just a few years off from winning best offensive line in the NFL to now we're literally signing guys that I've never heard of before. And they're, they're getting put in. Like, I mean, not everybody I haven't heard of before, but like we're signing guys to practice squad that I've never heard of, but it's kind of irrelevant, but, um, like we're seeing guys just get signed midseason, and now they're starting Skura and Seki. These guys were midseason signs, and they've gotten starts now. And Secchi, of course, got hurt. Skura at left guard. Like it's kind of a mess right now. I will say, I still do really like Coleman Shelton at center, though. There's something about Coleman Shelton at center that I just think is is beneficial to this Rams offensive line. The only one locking it down is a uh, big old Rob over on the right right tackle, uh, Rob Havenstein. He's been the only the only constant. All season, But he's also been a constant since St. Louis. He's been such like just a strong right tackle, just doing his job at the right tackle spot. He's not the best offensive lineman in the world. He's definitely not the worst offensive lineman in the world. He's above average and he does a good job. Uh, he's not super flashy, but we don't hear his name. We never hear number 79 on the offense. We like we, that's not a thing that we ever hear. So he's just kind of locking it down, right tackle. I don't think he gets nearly enough respect. So we kind of wanted to to shift some, some attention over to, to big old Rob over at that right tackle spot. Cause I think he's doing a great job. And I think he's one of the unsung heroes of this team this year. Of course, we don't have a lot of heroes as we've only won three games, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's a guy that he's doing his job. He's keeping it down. So, but he can't, he can't keep the other guys healthy. Like that's not a, that's not on his plate. Uh, he is a captain for the first time this year. But you can't be like, hey, you're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's he supposed to do? He's not a doctor, Doctor Rob. Um, But either way, he's. I like uh, I like Rob. I like I like I like Rob Havenstein, and, and and it feels like we're seeing like the end of his career. And so I'm kind of trying to latch on just a little bit more as we only have two more uh, St. Louis Rams remaining, Ad and Rob Havenstein. Uh, Also, really curious to see how the running back splits happen in this one as far as distribution goes. Who gets the bulk of the carries? Is it going to be Kyron Williams? Because that is possible. I've been saying that it's likely that Cam Akers is the guy who gets the bulk of the carries. But Kyron Williams is still there and still exists and is still a good running back. So could this team in this situation entering a Kansas City Chiefs hostile environment in week 12, could we see... Uh, Kyron Williams gets a bulk of the carries just to see what he really brings to the table. We already know what Cam Akers brings to the table. It's not terrible, but it's not great. It is I'm trying to put this in Thanksgiving terms. Hold on. It is the, it is the role of the, the plate. <laughs> it is just, it is just the role. It's not bad. It's, it, it is by no means bad. And it does its job, but it's not what you're, it, you don't show up being like, where's the rolls at, <laughs> you know? unless you are and i i know somebody's going to be like i i only eat the world like weirdo but um and then the best thing the best thing here is just to get uh, get to third and short and and just keep the chains moving because every second that the rams have the football is a second that patrick mahomes doesn't and for that i'm thankful <laughs> all right first thanksgiving references of the day we're doing great uh let's go to the other side we got the chiefs offense versus the rams defense the rams will be going against the first ranked offense in the kansas city chiefs putting up 441 yards a game the rams defense ranking seventh in the nfl giving up a little under 330 though passing the football this is where the chiefs are on fire 314 a little over 314 a game first place in the nfl the rams uh 17th. So about middle of the road as far as defending the pass goes. Running the football, the Rams here doing a really good job uh ranking a top 5 unit. Uh but this is not where the Chiefs are uh really getting it done. Uh, 114 uh close to 114 and a half, which is 18th. So below the average in the NFL, but they are also uh much like a team that we talked about last week with the Kansas or with the New Orleans Saints. They are a team that uh, uses the the screen as an extension of their uh, of their uh, run game. So that's where a lot of those 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 differences get skewed there. And then first in points and uh, the Rams 17th in points. So, uh, yes, this team, this Rams defense is playing well, but. Let's not pretend like uh, like like this Chiefs offense is just something that we should just go in and just be able to stop and crush and, and like hold them down like we've done to some other teams uh, earlier in this season. It does feel too like the defensive style is a huge mismatch here because this Chiefs offense really loves to do a lot of screens. They like to do a lot of misdirection. They a lot of, they like to do a lot of stuff underneath and then let the guys go and, and be skilled players and go break tackles and go do crazy things. So unfortunately, I feel like this is quite the mismatch for the L.A. Rams. But of course, I'm not in the meeting rooms. I don't know what Raheem Morris is telling the defense right now telling the players of what to watch for what's coming up on tape that they're saying like hey we've got this if we can if we if you see this situation hit it here i don't know what those conversations are sounding like but well i will say with the sample size that we have with 11 games under our belts is it 11 are we in week 13 i don't i'm losing my mind over here but no we're in week yeah it's week 12 we're good we're doing great um so oh three and seven that's 10 i can do math Fine. Uh, But uh, it just feels like a little bit of a mismatch here. Ten games is enough of a sample size that we know kind of who we are. And uh, I I think that the the way that the Chiefs run their offense, I feel like we are kind of behind the eight ball here. If we're going to keep playing that really soft coverage, I think we're going to kind of get we're going to give up some yards. Uh, So, again, though, who knows what those meeting rooms are uh, sounding like right now and what uh, what the coaches are being what their coaches are telling and what somebody like Ramsey is doing in there, what Bobby Wagner is doing in there, what Aaron Donald is doing in those meeting rooms, who knows what is being said. So this obviously could be a non-issue, but based on what we've seen already, if the Rams go in with a similar game plan that we've seen most of the season, I I expect that the chiefs would be able to move the football on us. Uh, And um, yeah, they just like to get the ball out really quick, um, which is what a lot of teams do against the Rams, uh, which is where, you know, we're, we're not getting a lot of sacks. We're sitting, kind of middle of the road in sacks uh we're kind of there i think we're 17th in the nfl if i'm not mistaken so we're like right in that pocket but uh the the soft coverage is uh is is making it difficult for players to get to the quarterback uh, and then we're just gonna giving up a lot of stuff underneath which is exactly what the chiefs like to do so containing patrick mahomes as much as possible and then just not giving up on the back end that's going to be super important in this game um and like the, the way that I kind of explain that is, is Patrick Mahomes will make some stuff happen that probably shouldn't be happening. If he can get away from a tackle or two and your safety lets up because he thinks that the play is over, that's where you run into a big mistake with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs because uh, the play, like play until the whistle, that is like the biggest thing for this week specifically against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is play till that whistle because if he is not down... He could find somebody. He is very good at doing that, of, of kind of shifting around and finding somebody really late when you might think that the play is over. So got to play until the very, very end. And obviously, the this is a real test for the Rams defense. This is a very big test. We, it has not gone well so far when the Rams have played against high-powered offenses. It has also not gone that well when the Rams have played against Kind of middle of the road offenses like the arizona cardinals putting up 27 on the rams or uh last week the the andy dalton led saints putting up 27 on the rams the buffalo bills obviously very high powered offense uh they put up 31 on the rams so it's it's one of those things where we kind of look at it now and 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 can this this defense slow down a chiefs team like their average is 30 points a game if we can give up anything under than that I feel like that's a that's a good thing. But also how what's the vibe of the Chiefs going to be entering this game? Are they going to come in thinking like all right, let's just let's just get through healthy. This is a team that we should beat. Let's just move on. We got a tough AFC that we're playing against still. Let's just go ahead and and let's just get the dub and get out. Is that the vibe that they're going to have? Because if that's the vibe that they're going to have, we could sneak in there and, and come away with a dub. Or we could make this game a lot closer than than other than people maybe anticipate. The spread in this game it's a, it's a start. It opened at 14 and a half points. That is so many points, but could this be a, a situation where the chiefs kind of come in a little soft or the Rams kind of come in like, Hey, we got nothing to lose. Let's go. And then kind of come in and, and maybe we see like a 23 to 20 game. Even if that's a loss, that still, that still shows us quite a bit about what this team is um, capable of uh, what this team's personality is that this team has not yet honed it in going on the road. To a hostile environment, a very loud stadium, first cold weather game. If we can hold this game even close, I kind of take that as a win. And I know some people are already hating that comment of like wins are wins, like you don't get moral victories or anything like that. But there's there's so much more to it than that. Um, and especially when you're, you're you're this beat up and you're getting guys, you're signing guys and then playing them on the offensive line. It's a whole different situation that we're dealing with now. We're not the like the 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 number one like come and stop us if you dare kind of team anymore. And we are now the team like, all right, we're going to try to do what we do. We're going to try to move the ball and we're going to do our best. <laughs> that's that's the whole vibe of this team right now. So like I said earlier, uh, this, um, the, I would, it, it's not impossible if the Rams win this game. It would be surprising, but it is not impossible. The Kansas city chiefs are obviously a very good team. They're a very good home team. That stadium is very difficult to play in. It's going to be kind of cold. Like it's, There's a lot of things that point to the Chiefs are just going to win this game. And I will say I'm disliking the vibe of everybody being like, well, we're just going to get smoked out here. Yeah, maybe. But maybe not. So why the negativity? (laughs) Why? All right. Uh, Yeah, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up on that. Uh, make sure you follow the ram showcase and all your favorite social media that's at ram showcase uh, just about everywhere you can follow myself as well at sheriff joe bags just about everywhere if you are watching me on youtube great news there's an audio only version you can hear me where you already find your favorite podcast if you are hearing the audio only version great news there's a youtube channel you can watch me talk about the la rams Come join me as uh, we do keep this going all year, no matter what the Rams record is. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Rams Showcase. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.